for the International Municipal Lawyers Association. IMLA's Five Things to Know for June 8th. The Utah Supreme Court addressed a perplexing question involving government lawyers. An attorney was hired by a city into its merit system. She was promoted in 1998 and required to sign a waiver if she accepted the promotion. The waiver noted that the position into which she was promoted was an, quote, at-will position. In litigation stretching back to 2007 when she was terminated, the Supreme Court noted that it could not disturb lower court rulings, not before it, including a decision that she was a merit system employee or whether she could waive that status. Instead, the court concluded that she had not specifically challenged the lower court determination that she was stopped from bringing the action based on having accepted the promotion on the basis of the waiver. In Texas, that state Supreme Court recently addressed the perplexing question of when immunity applies under the proprietary versus governmental dichotomy. In the same case, it had previously concluded that the dichotomy applied to breach of contract actions filed against a city. In this follow-up case, the court concluded that leasing property on a lake that it built as a reservoir amounted to a proprietary function. The really odd conclusion in that case comes from the court's conclusion that it's that if leasing the property is a governmental function and the breach is for a proprietary reason, the city is immune. But if the lease is for a proprietary purpose, its breach for a governmental reason is not immune. The test, it concludes, come from the purpose of the lease, not its breach. Seriously, I'm not making this up. In the Seventh Circuit, a panel started their opinion by calling it a hornbook case on how to waive an issue on appeal and concluded by reminding that attorneys need to follow the rules because the rules are there for a reason. I'm not clear on who the attorneys were in this case, but among their arguments below was a claim that an informant's statements as to probable cause were hearsay and should be excluded and on appeal completely abandoned their arguments below to assert that there was a disputed fact as to whether the informant actually existed and also asserted a Brady claim that fingerprint evidence should have been procured even though it was never asked for. The panel referred to their arguments as irrational, a sure sign they weren't going to win. The case was a Section 1983 claim against officers based on a search and arrest. In the Ninth Circuit, and one that didn't turn out so well for the police, a deputy was sued for violating a coach's Fourth Amendment rights when the deputy searched the coach's office using a canine without a warrant or probable cause. The case is somewhat unique as the coach sought an injunction in state court against the deputy based on the illegal search, which was granted based on a finding that the deputy had conducted an illegal search. The Ninth Circuit panel, in a two-to-one decision, found that the state court decision was preclusive as to the issue of whether the plaintiff's Fourth Amendment rights were violated. Oh, by the way, the deputy was upset with the coach because the coach had benched the deputy's son during a football game. Seriously, I'm not making this up. 
In Arizona, a stunning win for Brad Holm, Phoenix City Attorney, and his team in what must be the first case decided after Masterpiece Cake, addressing claims that a business can discriminate based on sincerely held religious views of its owners against gays who wish to marry. The court described the issue as one where the owners, quote, want to be able to legally refuse to create custom-made merchandise for all same-sex weddings. Additionally, they desire to post a public statement explaining their religious beliefs, close quote. An Arizona Intermediate Appellate Court concluded that the business could not use religion to avoid complying with the city's anti-discriminatory laws. We're already getting ready for our conference in Houston. We plan to have a program on disruptive technologies. Are dockless bicycles worrying you? Find out what's the rub. Register today. Get more from IMLA by joining. Not a member? Contact us. Sign up at www.imla.org. Have a great day and make today an inspirational one.